Okay, Chaver, good morning, good morning. It's such a privilege to be here, so special. I was just telling the Rav how amazing it is to daven in such a beautiful, like an aesthetically beautiful place. It's a, it's a game changer, I'm sure you know. Just to daven in such a beautiful makam tefillah, and I'm not even speaking about the Yidin, that for sure. But the place itself, it was such a pleasure to daven here. And versus the Rav, versus the Kihila, it's a privilege for me to be able to sit and to learn a little bit with you this morning, to give us a little bit of strength and chizik as we march into a new week. It's a very exciting period of time, of course, the journey between Tu B'Shvat and then ready, getting ready for Purim. It's an exciting time. The world comes awake. Nature comes awake. And it's a time for us to try a little bit to come awake as well. The winter is not easy here, as I've learned over the past couple of months. It takes a lot out of you. It's very dark. And... Um, it's such a privilege to connect to the energy of growth, the energy of sprouting, the energy of, of flourishing. So let's try to ride that wave together by learning a couple of sources from the tzaddikim. So let's take a look together at the first source. We're just going to learn a little bit inside. It seems like more than it is because the last two pages is just an essay that we'll read very quickly. And let's try to go through it in a time-efficient and focused manner. So we begin with the first source, Lekutim Aran Kufnun Hay. This is from Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, a very famous Tyra teaching. And he says the following. It's really longer. It begins before this paragraph and it goes for far longer than we, we, we finish. I just took like sort of the, you know, the heart of it so we can learn this together. And the Tzaddik says, Iker Bilbala He says the primary experience of confusion in Tfila, this that we're distracted and we can't daven properly, Hubame Chesrin Emunah. He says it comes because of Mahmas Chesra Namuna, because of some kind of deficiency in faith. And it becomes clear from the context that the Tzaddik is not only speaking about Amuna in Hashem, although that would be logical, right? That's why we're having a hard time communicating with a being we don't believe in. But there's, a, there's a level of that. But the Rebbe ultimately is speaking about Amuna in ourselves, meaning in the value of our tefillah and in the concern that a Kodesh Baruch Hu has for each and every word that we're uttering. The Alkain. And he says that's why a lot of people, especially today, and the Rebbe, of course, was way ahead of his time to the point that his primary misnagid, the Shpal told the Hasidim of Rabbi Nachman that, he said, tell your Rebbe that I love him very much, but he came to the world 200 years too early. That's, that, that was their big charge. And of course, the relevance of his message today, hopefully channeled in a healthy way with Kalim in a responsible way, speaking to the heart of our Dharm. And so he says, there's so much atzlus va'atzlus, there's so much laziness, there's so much sadness. And this knocks us off course, and we don't even have a chance to start davening with focus, because by the time we get to shul, we already feel so shvach. What does it really matter to me? What does it really matter to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? comes from a lack of emunah. And here the Rebbe brings a very beautiful mashal. If a person plants a seed, some wheat, the Eretz Toiva in good fertile ground, so the ground and the nutrients in the ground allow the seed to take root. Interesting process, like the Svarim say, it rots first, it first rots, it disintegrates, then at the point where it's completely gone, it takes root. It begins to grow, which is itself an interesting muscle. We'll get to that in a minute. But the nutrients in the earth allow this thing to take root and to grow. 
And no kind of wind and thunder and lightning and storms. Nothing can uproot it because it's rooted very firmly in this fertile ground. And this is because it is invested with what he terms the power of flourishing and the power of growth. So nothing that's happening around it can damage it because it is founded in fertile ground. But if we put a seed in ground that is not fertile for growth, it rots. Because it was never invested with enough strength. It has no rootedness and it can't grow. What's the nimshal? All of us want to grow. All of us want to flourish. All of us want to feel that we have the fortitude to withstand the challenges and the struggles. What's our fertile ground? Where do we need to be planted and rooted? Says the Rebbe, Emuna. Emuna, faith, hope. Belief in something bigger beyond that we can strive toward. How does he know that Amunah is connected to growing? Esther on our way to Purim. It says that Mordechai raised Hadassah, wasn't his daughter. He raised her. She was an orphan. He was her uncle. Says Rashi, Oimein means to raise. What's Oimein, of course? What's the Shairish? Is the Lashon of Amunah. So the Rebbe sees over here that Amunah means to grow, means to flourish. Rabbi Nachman always brings two rayas for things. He brings the Gemara in Shabbos, the Darshan's a Pasuk that has six words, each of the words as relating to another Seder and Mishnayis. And the word Emunah, say Chazal, is Seder Zra'im. Emunah has to do with planting. Emunah has to do with growth. And Rashi over there explains because it takes a lot of faith on the part of the gardener to take these precious seeds and to put them in the earth and cover them over he has to believe that there's a process that's going to kick in that's far beyond anything that he's actively causing to happen. That's Amunah. Amunah is Seder's Rhyme. So the Rebbe says there are two aspects in which we see that Amunah means to grow. Vial came, therefore. Kishyeshle Amunah, what a Yid has, Amunah. Belief in himself, belief that he could develop, belief that as he is right now, this is, this is not the end. This is just the beginning if he so chooses to take the next step forward, the next step up, to make positive decisions, to be growth-oriented, to think about how I can add into my learning, add to my davening, add to my sensitivity, add to my depth, take time for myself to invest in my inner world, and so on. has this as I Nothing, nothing, nothing that comes along. Like we spoke about the plant that's firmly rooted in the ground. Nothing can shake this person. He's not afraid of any person. He's not afraid of anything, any circumstance. He has amuna. He's grounded. He knows that there's an objective reality that goes beyond the difficulties that he may be suffering, which is a yid who lives like this. I'm sure you know people like this. Emuna, they just nothing shakes them. The fertile ground of faith. Such a person davens with chiyas. His tefillah matters. Hashem is real. Kadosh is listening to him. And he, he travels to tzaddikim. He's a seeker. He's searching. Nothing can knock this person off kilter. Zabachina says the Rebbe, this is connected to the concept of Erech Apayim. Zamid of HaKadosh Baruch Apayim. What does it mean, Erech Apayim? How do we translate it? Huh? 
Erech Baruch Hu is patient with us. Erech It doesn't really mean patient. It means a long face, right? Erech that no matter what happens to a Jew, that he's on his way to shul and something, his car breaks down or something, and it would, it would destroy him because, it, what do you mean? It's Sunday morning and I just wanted to make a big chizik and tefillah. Okay, okay, but things happen in life. That's called life. Life happened. Like I said last night, I was speaking to some girls. It's not a, it's not a, a malfunction when things go wrong. It's a feature. That's called life. That's how life is supposed to be. Adam la'amal yulad. So when a person allows this to happen, and he doesn't allow things to destroy him, he gets back up and he says, okay, I'm doing what I can do. Not in control of things. The Kodesh Baruch Hu runs my life. There's a challenge. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a mania, an obstacle on the part of a family member or a circumstance or a financial situation or a health problem. Things that go on in life. Rabbi says, you do you. You do what you're able to do. That's called having the mita of Erechapayim, of patience. Nothing could confuse such a person. Rebbe says, nothing really matters to you in the ultimate sense. I'm not a captain. I allow life to happen. Of course I do my eshtadlus and I plan for success and I make every effort that I can to make it to, to, to everything on time and to, and to do what I'm supposed to do. But be'etzem lo'ichbat le'shem davar. HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world, not me. That's called emunah. Lo'ichbat le. It's called erech apayim. Rak oisa shaloi ba'avaydasai as Hashem yizbarach. I do what I'm able to do. I plan for success. I try my hardest. Life happens. That's on him. That's not on me. Let it happen. Let it flow. And now the Rebbe says, "Veda This mida of erech is toli on eretz yisrael. Now, this is not a joke, right? Because on the surface, it sounds like a joke, right? Are you serious, right? Patience and eretz yisrael—it's the opposite of this, right? It's it's the opposite. But of course, as we know, the truth of things appears oftentimes on the surface as the opposite. Take a look at the Meishilach and Parshas Koyrach. Where he talks about how Kairach saw that Moshe Rabbeinu was a Balgaiva, was the Hepech. He said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu was the biggest Adam. Says the Ishbitzer, a lot of times the Nikuda Toiva that we have can sometimes appear on the outside like the opposite. It's a deep side, like the opposite. So, Mamish, this that in Eretz Yisrael, everybody seems super impatient. Mamish, it's the Hepech of that. Just have to look deeper. We have to work on that. We have to refine that. But the Rebbe says Eretz Yisrael is the place of Erech Apayim. And there are some places in Eretz Yisrael, by the way. If you go out of the big cities, if you go to the little places, the Shtachim, the Moshavim, you go up to Tzvas, people have a lot of Erech Apayim. A lot of Erech Apayim. It's true. It's true. Ki sham zoich lebechinas Erech Apayim. In Eretz Yisrael, you're zoich to this midah. Ki Eretz Yisrael lebechinas emunah. The reason is because, like we said, this... This Mida is connected to Amuna. And Amuna is Eretz Yisrael. Kamashikasa, the Pasuk and Tilim says, Shchan Eretz, dwell in the land, which Chazal Darshan and Eretz Yisrael, Ure'e Amuna, and foster faith. Eretz Yisrael is the place of Amuna. Again, two rayas. The Gemara in Ksubis, very famous, called Hadar Be'Eretz Yisrael, Doime Kemisha Yeshlei Eleka, shocking Maimar Chazal. This part is not so shocking, but the, the rest that he doesn't bring is shocking. That whoever it's dar b'chutz la'ar, it's da'ime k'mi she'ein lo'i eleka. 
Of course, all of us have a connection to Hashem. But relatively speaking, in terms of what we could possibly attain, in Avir the Eretz Yisrael Machim, it's like you have no God. In Eretz Yisrael, you have a relationship. In Eretz Yisrael, things are clear. In Eretz Yisrael, every inch of ground is saturated with Elokuz. Nimsa we find Sharat Yisrael Lubichinas Amuna. Eretz Yisrael is the aspect of faith. And like we said, through emuna we're zoicha to erech apayim. That nothing can knock him off. Nothing could disrupt his avoida. He's doing what he needs to do. Things happen. Let them be. I have faith. Kodesh Baruch who runs my life. Nimsa, very powerful line. Sheikur avoidas Ben says this is not just a side facet of what Hashem wants from us by giving us the Ten Commandments and the Torah. The ikur avoida of what it is to be a yid is obviously, without going further inside for a minute, emuna. Bachabakuk a tzaddik lives with emuna. David HaMelech says, Kol emuna. The sum total of Avaris Hashem is emuna. But emuna in this context, not emuna in the context of a technical, conceptual faith that, yes, you work on this, okay, I believe that Hashem created the world. That's good. That's good. But that's not tzaddik be'emuna se'yichye. That's not living with emuna. That's having an intellectual knowledge in MS, that Hashem created the world and that there's no, no other koiches or anything like that. To live in such a way, that's a little bit different than learning a shir in Ramchal, you know, and you're super clear, there's Hashem. And then you walk outside and you, and you, and, and you find that, you know, you, like I, I said, somebody punctured your tire or something crazy happens and you fall apart. That That's not called emunah Yichya means to live with it, to live with it, to mamish live with it, to develop a midah of erech to let things go, to let things be, without reacting so viscerally to things. Shem's running the world. So the Rebbe says, this is the ikr avoidas ish Yisraeli, zoichin al-yidei Eretz Yisrael. It has to go through Eretz Yisrael. Shibachinas amuna because Eretz Yisrael is an aspect of this kind of amuna. Bechinas arichas apayim is an aspect of patience. The aspect of the strength that a Jew has to grow, to flourish, not to allow the wind to come and to knock you over all the time. Through this, you'll hold on tight. Things will happen. It's not going to be perfect all the time. That's fine. That's perfect when things are not perfect. That's how Shem wanted it. If not, he would have had Malachim. He didn't need you and me. Crippled beings living in the trauma of a body and a soul fused together in the most unnatural way. Kaddish Baruch Hu didn't need this. He has Malachim. When things are imperfect and we're able to hold on tight, not to focus too much on all the things that are getting in the way, you do what you're able to do. And the rest, you'll see, it falls away. It falls away. He says it's impossible to access true Avedis Hashem. The only way is through this. Let's jump to volume two of this wondrous sefer. This is one of the most well-known entries in this sefer, and it's known in distinction as Igeres Maharan, as Rabbi Nachman's letter. It's the one lesson where he's writing it, Mamish, as a letter to all of his Hasidim, and they print it out on its own, and they give it out. 
Tinyana Memchas. Again, it, it's just a segment of it. Let's learn it together very quickly. Kisha Adam Nichnas Vavodas Hashem. When a Yid enters Avodas Hashem, which itself is a bit of a pella of, of, of four words, right? What does that mean? Kisha Adam Nichnas Vavodas Hashem. When a Jew begins to enter into serving God, all of us enter serving God at the same time. When we're bar mitzvah, or maybe from the womb, and when our parents are mechanachas, if we're to be brought up in a house that's from, and our parents are mechanachas from a young age, or when people find Yiddish, what does this mean? Nichnas Vavodas Hashem. Rabbi Nachman is telling us over here that you could be from your whole life, but there becomes a moment in time where you say, okay, Rabbi Nachman, now, now, now I mean it. Like now I'm, I'm not just going with the flow. I'm not just an Orthodox Jew. This is what's expected. I do dafiyah me and I daven. No, there comes a time when a yid says, Rabbi Nachman, I want to serve you be'emes. When you make that conscious decision to begin to take your Yiddishkeit really seriously, <laughs> As I had derech, listen to these words. As I had derech, the way is shemarin loy hisrachus. From shemayim, they're going to demonstrate to you that they're pushing you away. This is what you're going to encounter in the beginning. Vidnidmalai, it's going to appear to this person, Shemarchikim Aisoy Milamala, that a Kadishbarhu is pushing you away, the ain't manichana soy klali hashem, and he has no interest in allowing you to enter to serve Hashem. This is the derech. This is what's supposed to happen. Ube emes, Rabbi Nachman says, these are eternal words, call hahisrachkus, all of this experience of being pushed away. Hurak kulai hiskarvus. Be'emes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is bringing you close. In the way that a parent teaches a toddler how to walk, like the muscle from the Baal Shem Tev. And he crouches a few feet away. And he creates distance so that the toddler can learn how to develop the ability to walk on his own two feet. It's all hiskarvus. But Hashem says, I want to see that you really mean it. There's going to be challenges, obstacles, crazy things will happen. You're going to get sick. Chas v'shalom, you'll be in bed. Crazy things. This is the derech. This is what happens. Hashem says, I want to see if you mean it. Keep up what you can keep up. Keep your ruts and strong. Don't turn away when a door is closed in your face. Rabbi Nachman says, you need so much strength. Not to become discouraged. When a person sees, listen to these words. That there are many, many, many days. Vishanim. And many years, decades it could take. Decades. Today we live in a generation all of us want it to happen right away, right? Decades of it just not working out. The same cycles of Averis and things and Lalias and Yeridas and not finding a Cheshek and still showing up and still showing up. Years it could take. This is the Derech. Yamim Vishanim. That a person is mamish trying as much as he or she can to serve HaKadosh Baruch Ma'oid. And he sees, if he's honest with himself, I'm still very, very far away from where I need to be. And I haven't even begun to enter the gates of holiness. Years. He sees that he's still filled with all kinds of confusing thoughts and negative ideas. He doesn't know what to do. Very physical life. That no matter what little thing he wants to do, that he prepares, okay, Friday night, I'm going to make Kiddush properly. 
and then he holds the kais and his kid is throwing a fit and he has to put it down and Kiddush gets delayed and then he's and his kid just rams into him and the Kiddush cup spills over. He says, forget the whole thing. Just forget it. Ain manichan. He said, they don't let him. Benid Malay, listen to these heartbreaking words. They could have been written this morning and it would still be a Kiddush how fresh they are. It's written over 200 years ago. Of course, nobody understood him. He was speaking to you and me. It will appear to you like a Kaddish Baruch Hu couldn't, couldn't care less. Isn't even looking at you. Kaddish Baruch Hu clearly doesn't want me to serve him because it's just, it's not working out. So it's not for me. Because he's crying out and begging help me. I want to get close to you. Help me. But he's so distant. is not looking at me, caring about me. It must be. He comes to this erroneous, mistaken, terrible conclusion. Must be a Kaddish Baruch who doesn't want me. About this and all similar things. We need such strength. To strengthen ourselves. Not to pay too much attention to all of this. Just do what you can do. Because the Rebbe says the truth is in not helping you. HaKadosh Baruch was mamish helping you. He's eliciting from within yourself an irreducible kernel of hope. An irreducible kernel of yearning. And toward the end of this lesson, Rabbi Nachman has this short paragraph. By the way, this is the lesson which comes, the famous words, Vida Shetzarcha Adam. It really, it became popularized as Kala Elam Kula Geshet Tsar That's not how he writes it over there. He says, Sarach Lavar Al Geshet Tsar Ma'id. Ba'aklava Iker, Lolafachet Klal. Right? That comes from this teaching as well. So Vida, he says, Shiyesh Ilan. And this is why it's relevant to the previous piece. It's the same Indian. There's a tree, he says. It's also relevant to Tubishvat. A little bit that we're just still connecting to. Alim. That on this tree grows leaves. But Shekal Allah, every single leaf on this particular tree, Sarachliya's Gadol Meyashanim. It takes a hundred years for this leaf to grow. He says it's found in the gardens of very fancy aristocratic British people. And they call this the hundred year tree. This is what they call this tree. Says the Rebbe, he says, I, I'm not there when it happens, but he says, It's likely that that when a hundred years passes and it took a hundred years for the tree to come in bloom, obviously in a hundred year period of time, this tree went through a lot, right? How many thunderstorms? How many hurricanes? How many tornadoes? Who knows what happens in a hundred years what this tree had to go through. And then after a hundred years, it's like a cannon blast. The excitement and the wonder that it made it, it made it, it made it, it made it in the end. Not because it had a hundred years of success, but because it had a hundred years of holding on. That's the great simcha. And what other trees accomplished in, in a couple of days because it's the beginning of spring and the buds very quickly turn into leaves and before you know it, the whole world changed. 
What we're celebrating is not that these leaves are particularly big or particularly beautiful, but because it took a hundred years of this tree holding on to the fertile ground of faith, Shchan Eretz Ure'ei Emuna, that it had the Koyach HaGoydel V'Koyach HaTzemeach enough to make it to the end. Shekar Narmatia, like a cannon. V'Havan Anim Shal Hetev. And of course, Rabbi Nachman's not speaking about a tree. He's speaking about you and me. In Oitzur's Ramchal, which is one of the green set of Ramchal Svarim, that most of you didn't only learn two or three of, but there are like eight of, and it's very important to continue the journey past Darach Hashem and Das Tunas and to keep on going, because that's how he wanted it, because he wrote the Svarim to be learned. Mestama, right? I guess. In Oitzur's Ramchal, which is like volume five, in the back, he has a very short essay called Drush Be'inin HaKivoy. In my very limited experience, it's one of the most wondrous of all the Ramchal's writings. It's one and a half pages. Pile plus. And it's a shovel of nefesh. Look it up. Oh, it's, I just took three, uh, how, how, you know, two paragraphs. Drush be'inin ha'kivoy l'ramchal. Chayav. If your Hebrew is good enough. Mamish chayav. Just read a few, a few words and then we'll end with, a, with, a, with an essay. It says, Hamakave, the person... That is filled with hope, tamid besimcha belitzar. A person who hasn't lost touch with the koyach hagoydel, the koyach hatzemeach of the fertile ground of Emuna, he lives a life of simcha belitzar. Doesn't mean he doesn't go through challenging things. He may, he may even suffer, but he lives a life of simcha. Ki er, because a person who's in pain. And who's lost hope, because such a person will think, there's no hope for me. It's been 25, 50, 60 years, not working, yamim, vishanim, the leaves on my, on my branches haven't flourished yet, so he gives up. But the mekave, the one who has hope, is not in tamid, because he holds on always to this belief that maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow. And even if it takes a long time, like we say about Mashiach, that's what he's riffing off those words. Tikva, it's mechaya oisa, it gives us life. And muna, but not an intellectual, theoretical belief in Hashem. The life of emuna gives us life. Umisha'enoi mechaves, says the Ramchal, a person who has lost this sense of hope and is just going through the motions, but is busy sighing all the time about the good old days. Miyad meis, says the person's dead. He's dead. He could be alive. Till 120, Hashem should bless us all. With good health, till 120. He's dead. Miyad meis. Menisha rochik me Hashem. And he says, however close this person may be to Hashem, if he's lost the tikva that tomorrow he could be better, he's rochik me Hashem. Because a Kodesh Baruch Hu is hope. Hope, hope. That's what a Kodesh Baruch Hu is. That's what the energy of a Kodesh Baruch Hu's spirit is. And the opposite of hope is the opposite of Hashem. It's the Satan HaMashchiz. V'nenash. He's nenash from this. He's going to get punished. I'm sorry. But a person who has hope, it says about such a person, even if I'm like this tree, it takes a hundred years and nothing grew. 
even when I'm in Choyshech, and even when I haven't be, been able to enter into the gates of Avodah Hashem, and it looks like they're pushing me away, Hashem orly. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a light for me. Hashem daika. Yudke vavke. Lishu ascha. Kivisi. Yudke vavke. Hashem. Hashem orly. Which Hashem? What does this mean, Hashem? Lishu ascha. Kivisi. Hashem orly. The hope in HaKadosh Baruch Hu keeps me going. Just skip to the bold because we're running out of time. Just look to the last line in the next paragraph. Is The Ramchal says that the ultimate Gula comes as a culmination of all of the hope of all Yidin throughout Galos. Not all of their success, and not all of their making it, and not all of their learning and davening, but all of their hope that they didn't let go, no matter what they went through. Our grandmothers and grandfathers, all the way back through the generations, believed, they believed. And this, this is what brings Mashiach in the end. He ends, This is what it means, Emunah. The Chabakuk said the whole thing is relies on Tikva. The last two minutes, I want to read with you a remarkable essay. Do this very quickly. That was written by a mysterious tzaddik by the name of Rav Hillel Zeitlin. Hashem Zeitlin. Zeitlin. It's a Chabad name. He grew up in a Chabad family. He was born before World War I. We don't have time to go into the whole biography. He's a fascinating, fascinating figure in Jewish history. If you can, you can just research him, which is called Google today. Just look it up, Wikipedia. Hillel Zeitlin. He had a very, very remarkable journey in his life, and he was swept away by the winds of the Ascala at a young age, even though he grew up in a Chabad family, and then World War I happened. He was always a Mavakesh, and he never gave up hope, ever. And he came, he came back to Yiddishkeit. And Nebuch, he lived a very long life. He lived through World War I, and he was murdered in the Warsaw Ghetto in his, I think, 70s or 80s, holding a copy of the Zara Kaddish. He was in the middle of writing a parish on the Zara, which we've lost. We don't have it. He's a big tzaddik, or Hill Zeitlin. And his writings are unparalleled in, in, in the canon of, of Jewish literature. So he says like this. Try to listen to every word. We won't go that much longer, and we'll finish. Al-Hahar... Elon Gadel. He begins with a poem. You can read it in the Hebrew also. I'll read it in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the Yiddish. We'll read it in the Hebrew. Upon the mountain grows a tree. Hukafuf. Gibea. The tree is twisted. It's bent. Yehudi Eretz Yisrael. A Jew. Toward Eretz Yisrael. B'dema'os Naisea. Travels with tears. This is a, this is a poem. Says Rav Hilot Saitlin. Makir Hineni Asahar. I recognize that mountain. Makir Hineni Esayilan. And I recognize that tree. In the context of what we've been learning, this should be clear why a tree. Pam, he says, once upon a time, a long time ago, he karti gamas a Yehudi. I also recognize that Yid. Cain, yeah, this, this Jew, Isa Yehudi Beinayim Daim Ois. This Jew with tears, tear filled eyes. Today I don't see him anymore. Where has that Jew gone? 
Once upon a time, I saw that Yid letting his tears flow on the pages of Eicha. On the kinnis. I saw him crying over the kinnis. Listen to the poetic, uh, the way that he writes. Nothing like it. He also has books and books and books and books. I saw these old yellowed stained pages that soaked in tears. I saw the tallow candle. I saw the Jew sitting on the floor. And again, he's not talking about Tishbav, he's talking about Tikkun Chatzais. With his head bent. I heard sigh after sigh. Muktam. Hashkem Baboiker, very early in the morning. Tafsu Heinas Oiznai. Those sighs grabbed my ears. They caught my attention. And they planted a foundation within my heart forever. I saw how that Jew got up in the middle of the night. He lights a candle with some flint. Such a a bent, twisted candle. And between the notes of this Yid chanting, the Tikkun Rachel and Tikkun Leah, Tikkun Chatzais, the Shechina sits, scarbed in black, mourning her house that's broken, and her children that are in Manchester, that are in Gullus. Bana Yehudi, Benaha Yehudi, her son, the Jew, Koinein Yachad Ima wails along with the Shechina. Bachav Nisars had the mama, and his cries shatter the silence, Hamuka, the deep silence, Venisal Pneha Yara, Shekas Hashena, and float above the face of the sleeping village. Alpanea Sadais, upon the face of the fields, Alpanea Yaris, upon the forest, Rikhev El Al. They rise above Bakarikim and they penetrate the heavens Vigil Kisiah covered and they arrive in front of the Kisiah covered. Take of Hoylech Loy Misha Hishkin Shmoy al Oisa base Gaius Kadesh Oimanata Bechorbanai. Immediately, the one who has placed his name on that house that now lies in ruins, Hakadish Baruchu, Valeret Sakadashu has placed his name upon the holy land, the land of faith, the land of hope. That lies now in a state of desecration. And he goes to the chamber of Mashiach. And he cries. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals all the pain over a broken world that's here for you and me to fix. And from within the despair, at that moment... Right before dawn, hope is born. Charishis, a silent hope. Venir hachesed, and kindness begins to awaken. You have to be aware of the symbolism of night turning into dawn. It's a brilliant essay. And all of a sudden, in return, comes the scent of Gan Eden that wafts over the field and over the mountain and over the valley. And this Jew's dark notes begin to melt away. Here and there in the sky, patches of light begin to filter through as the sun begins to rise. And the light coming through the windows casts bright shadows on the walls. 
dawn is rising. And those eastern horizons begin to become red. And the red sun begins to lift in the silence of this village. Having passed over the opening to Gehenna, as Chazal say, but which now when understood in context means having passed through the tsar of the Shechin of the broken world, Cholf of Avra Panav. And it begins slowly but surely to pass by. Kima Kima Himachvira Umis Baharis. It begins to turn white, light, and day breaks. Baharis, Baharis, Levana, from the Lashon of Tsaras, becomes a little bit brightening. And it begins to send its bright rays to the window. And the Jew begins to put on this talus. Like a Kaddish Baruch Hu wraps himself in a new day. Blue and white, black and white. The day takes over from the darkness of that chatzois. The Jew crowns himself with the seal of his creator on his mind and on his heart. And in his tefillahs, sadness and great joy mix. Sometimes a cry bursts forth. Sometimes hope begins to sing. Fear and, and joy. Love and faith. It's not just words that we say in our tefillahs. Where is this Yehudi gone? Where are we? Do we feel this? Take us back. Let our eyes see. And he finishes at the end of davening. will fix his world. Let the whole world sing. Let the whole world recognize there's a God in the world. Let there be no more pain. Let people stop causing pain to one another. Let people stop driving cars into little children at bus stops. And the Jew leaves his house. He's a working yid. He's not, not sitting in Kailo for 30 years. He's working. He goes to the, to the, to the marketplace. While he may be in Marav, like Rabbi Yehuda Apayit, but his heart is not in Warsaw, and his heart is not in Hungary, and his heart is not someplace in Manchester, somewhere in London. His heart is in Yerushalayim. His heart is with hope. This is not where we are. This is not beautiful shuls aside. This is not, I think the Rav is masking. This is not where we are. The shul will go to Yerushalayim. That's why it was worth investing in the shul. It's going to be a beautiful shul in Yerushalayim. This is not where we belong. Like he says, Mefarnes Yehudi. He's busy doing deals. But for what purpose? He doesn't need that much. What is he busy making money the whole day for? He could just subside on a little carib from week to week. 
Mefarnes Hayyudi, we come to the end. Mefarnes Hayyudi as Ishtavi Yiladav. He supports his wife and children. With a lot of work, he gathers a few ruble together. And from this money that he earned with, with proper Yashras, he gives Maiser. Mitzarev who pruta le pruta, but he slowly, very carefully counts pruta after pruta. Toymen oisam, and he hides them. Mashkiach aleim choisich, he watches over them intently. Ain hu zoylel, ain oisavea. And he's not buying fancy steak dinners. He's not, he's collecting money very carefully. Says Reb Hillel, Reb Yehudi, Reb Yid, madua ata mitkamtsein. What are you doing? Why are you gathering all this money together? Why are you being miserly? Like, why don't you eat properly? You have the money. Why don't you drink properly? Why are you gathering all these, all these funds in some hidden funds somewhere? And he answers later. I'll, I'll tell you later. Now these elderly Jews, at the end of their lives, this Zayda and this Baba, they decide to travel. This old Yid takes his wife, and they travel there. And this Yid travels, and back then it wasn't as simple, you buy a ticket and you're there in five hours. From place to place, village to village, but they're going lisham. He's tired. He's old. He's broken, and he's tired from this long trip. And he sees this old bent-over tree that's just as twisted as he is, just as broken as he is. This tree of Rabbi Nachman, this Mea Shanim, this tree of a hundred years. This tree that had to hold on to the fertile ground of Eretz Yisrael, of faith, of belief that we can fix the world. And he sits down under this bent tree and he lets the tears flow. And an inner comfort, a silent comfort overflows the banks of his heart. And he continues, and this is the end of that poem that we began. Hashem, Hashem, Elekei Yisrael. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the master of heaven and earth, the God of Am Yisrael. Havan Espalel Mincha. Come, let's stop in Mincha. When Yidin will once more hold on to the faith that we're coming home, we're coming home, Israel aside, Zionism aside. I'm talking about the soil, the stones. I'm talking about the sand. I'm talking about the Kinneret. I'm talking about Harmeron. I'm talking about the Koisal Amaravi. How great will the joy be. And he ends over here, and he's writing this in 1922 between the two world wars. Where has that Jew gone? How have we lost it along the way? I don't see such Jews anymore. I don't hear him. I see some kind of shadow. Honey, wouldn't it be amazing if we, if we spent Sukkot in Israel? You know, wouldn't it be great? It's the shadow, you understand? It's good. It's a shadow. This is not what it is. It's not a vacation place. It's our heart and soul. 
That's the essence of what it means to be a Jew. Don't see him. Will he never return? He has disappeared with the shadow of day. Maybe he was to some kind of alias neshama. Maybe he's risen up to Shemaim. And he will yet again return to us. Shining with the light of all the heavens above. Listen to these penetrating words, especially in retrospect, understanding what exactly was about to happen to Reb Hill Zeitlin's whole world and to Reb Hill himself, Hashem Yikam Damai. The imtru aiser shamalchemes ha'oylam. He says, with the shofar blasts of a new world war. It's like a little bit of nuvua here. A little ruach ha'kodesh. Klum einim shmois memerchakim gamt kiyosav harishoyno shal shofar shal mashiach. Does nobody hear the first shofar blast of Mashiach? I'm sorry I went over time. I felt like it was important to share this with you. Let's not lose hope. Hope is all we have. Hope individually as Jews in our own Avaidah. Hope collectively, Eretz Yisrael, should be on the map for us. It should be an ideal. I don't want to steal any of your congregants, but I think you'll be happy if you then are, are, are growing an Isaiah. Let's not take it off the map. We can, we, can, we can move there if we can. It's challenging. I myself, just a big talker, I moved from there only, only to inspire you then to move back. But, but inside, to have the yearning, it should be an ideal. Our Yisrael should be on our minds. Davening should be with cheshek, with passion, with tikva. We matter. HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs us. We're still here. The Mea Shanim tree. We're twisted. We're old. We're on our way to Eretz Yisrael. Never, ever, ever, ever give up. It takes yamim, sometimes it takes shanim, sometimes it takes decades. Hashem is not pushing you away. We should be zeichet to return to Yerushalayim, Yerakodesh, to all those places that I mentioned with the coming of Mashiach. Amen.